you. Come on, come in and grab a seat. The kids are with us for worship once again, and we're uh, going to spend time praising Jesus in just a moment. But a couple of reminders about things that are coming up. First off, uh, a week from this coming Saturday is our women's bonfire at our house. So if you haven't signed up yet, go ahead and sign up at the back. And um, uh, I know that those that sign up, that Samara is going to talk about carpooling to get over there and all that business. And all we're asking is, ladies, that you probably bring some sort of dessert to share, some sort of fall-like dessert. So good stuff. That way I can come out, eat some, and then leave. That's, that's the point of that. So anyways, um, bring some stuff. That's one announcement. The next announcement is tonight is youth hangout night. So as soon as worship's over, uh, 5th and 12th grade are going to go with, who's got it tonight? Chamberlain, follow Chamberlain and Josh, where they go for youth hangout. And one more announcement. This is a brand spanking new announcement. So pay attention to this one. Um, on October the 19th, which is the Wednesday night, we're going to do something a little different. So during church after worship that night, we're offering a small group that can meet separate from the main message. And the small group is going to be for eight Wednesdays, so starting October 19th all the way, and that runs through, I think, Turkey Tuesday week of Thanksgiving. It's a small group entitled Out of the Cave, and, it's, and it deals with depression and anxiety over worry and things like that. So if you're interested in that, Tori McNeely is going to be leading the group. We don't have a sign up for it. All you got to do is tell Tori, hey, I want to be a part of the small group. And, and she'll get a list together, let me know. Then what will happen is then I'll be preaching, but also then that small group will meet somewhere in the church after worship's over. So again, if you're interested in that, uh, connect up with Tori. Okay, sound good? All right, let's all jump up on our feet. Let's, let's praise Jesus together tonight.
Your glory. 
on us because he said he would. Hallelujah. We're so glad to have you here tonight. If you would just go greet some of your family of faith this evening, kids and youth, you are dismissed. It's good to have you tonight. I know they're checking kids in, but we'll get ready for tithe and offering in just a second. So if you have offering, uh, tithe or offering, as always, envelopes are in chairs in front of you. If not, wave your hand around. One of these incredibly phenomenal ushers will help you out. They always do a great job. Don't forget, while we're waiting for some of the kids' church check-in to get back over, don't forget back at the back table, we've got these little invite cards. So if you know somebody that does not attend church, it's great to invite somebody to church, right? We can share our church, and I hope you're excited about your church. So grab these invite cards, hand them out, pray about it, and invite people to come sit with you at church. Tell them we've got a place for them. So always excited to have new faces with us. Um, tithe and offering again. We always appreciate your giving and your faithfulness and uh, what God is doing uh, as we are a body together in all different things, including our giving together. So I'm going to pray over it. So if you have something, you can bring it down. Lord, we thank you again for time to, to come to be here together. Lord, this family of faith that's growing together, learning together, becoming like you together, learning to live the Jesus way together. That's you, Lord. And we thank you to be able to do that. And I pray we don't ever miss our opportunities to be together so we can grow together, Lord. And I, I pray as we give tonight, there's a sense of unity in our giving that we are people who are growing to be like you in the nature of generosity. So Lord, so Lord I pray that we give tonight, Lord, that, that it's just this life of faith that, you're, that we're living in you. We're being built into a people of God in that life of faith. And we thank you to be able to do that, in Jesus' name, amen. So if you have something, you can run it down quick. Um, if you have Bibles, you can get them out. 
Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 11 is where we're going to go in a moment here. But we've been talking about, on Wednesdays, hearing God's voice. And I believe that God speaks. And he still speaks. And God did not stop speaking at the close of what they call the canon of the Bible, when, when they came to a final place of these are what's included in what we call our Bible, that God speaking stopped, and the only place you can find the voice of God is here. We don't believe that. Now, I believe you can find the voice of God here, but, but God still speaks to us, okay? Um, and I believe we can live in the leading of the Holy Spirit, keeping in step with the Spirit, living a life directed and guided by God because God speaks to us. So we've been talking about different ways that God speaks to us. So without recapping just too far, where we've been is, the, the first thing is, you do have to be a person of the word. Know the scriptures. You don't have to be a theologian, but get in the scriptures, okay, to learn, because the basis of, of what we do will be grounded and founded in here. This is... This is one of the discerning factors of our Christian faith. So in other words, well, I feel God told me to do this, but it directly contradicts something in here. Guess what? God did not tell you to do that. So this is one of the discerning factors that we have in hearing and understanding the voice of God. So you've got to be a person of the word. Okay, learn the word. And, and one of the reasons why you come to church, and we'll talk about that in just a moment, but... Um, not only your own personal time, but then we, we come together as a church to be in the Word together, to grow together in those things. So, God be a person of the Word, and, and again, you, you be a person of prayer. It's in prayer that you learn to discern the voice of God, the, the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life, because it's then you learn His presence. How many of you have ever felt very tangibly the presence of God in certain moments of your life. You know what I'm talking about. You felt it. Now, wait a second. Is God not with you always? Then why don't you feel him like that all the time? Because there's certain moments where there's just something about the way he's moving and doing and working. You just feel a tangible presence of God. You know what I'm saying? And, and in, in those times, you learn him. God's with me always, but there are certain times, marked moments in my life that God showed up and I encountered him, all right? And I, I know those moments. And there are marked moments of my life that I can think back upon. And, and, and by the way, we're starting a series on Sunday morning. That was a nice plug for this. We're starting a series Sunday morning called Encounters with Jesus. And we'll be looking at the Gospels about different people that had personal encounters with Jesus and what that uh, meant to them. So that's starting Sunday morning. Uh, but I believe that we encounter God, and one of the ways we do it is in the presence of the Holy Spirit. So we learn Him in His presence. So you got to be a person of prayer and worship. Because a lot of times, a lot, not every time, but a lot of times, those marked moments of His presence happen in times of prayer and in times of worship. Right? Okay. So then, then the week after, we talked about uh, the Lord gives wisdom, Proverbs 2 6. And from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So that one of the ways God speaks to us is because he instills wisdom to us as we ask for it. James says, ask for wisdom. Ask and he'll give it generously. So one of the ways we live life in step with the Spirit is living by the, the wisdom of God which he imparts to us. So that's another way God speaks. Last week, uh, we, we talked about the, the bell, I consider this the bells and whistles 
of how God speaks to us. We talked about dreams and visions last week. All right, so yes, that, that happens. God speaks in dreams. God speaks in, in visions, okay? So uh, again, we don't we want to get far out. And I, I say this because I've been around some charismatic stuff over here. We want to get far out and weird with that, but God does use those avenues to speak to us, okay? Now tonight, last week when we considered the bells and the whistles, tonight is the broccoli. This is how I always talk about this stuff that's more like, oh, okay, yeah, we need to talk about that. But it's not the, it's not the exciting stuff. Then, then you'll like tonight's message then. The rest of us, the bro non-broccoli people, maybe not so much. Um, we have broccoli for dinner, uh, it's not the other, the, like last week. And I actually, hey, listen, you guys would be very prou proud of me because the next day I took it to work and I ate the leftovers. And there was broccoli in there. And I ate it. And the whole time I'm wondering, why am I doing that? I could go buy, I, I'd rather go get a McDonald's burger than the, but I ate it and I saved McDonald's now is like 10 bucks for a meal, which is ridiculous, but I saved the $10 to eat this broccoli anyway. So, but tonight is more, more of, it's, it's not flashy, but I want to cover a couple different ways. We're not going to go way deep into this of ways that God speaks to us. So um, Ephesians chapter four and verse number 11, it says that he gave, and he gave the apostles the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, the pastors, and teachers. He gave them to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up the body of Christ, until we all attain the unity of faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood and womanhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so we no longer may be children, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking truth and love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint which is, uh, is to be equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so it builds itself up in love. So there is the, the possibility, as Paul is writing there, to be pulled away into doctrines that are not really of God. To pull it into things that man thinks is wise, the cunning of man, but it's not of God. There is a distinct possibility to be somebody of the faith, but stay childlike in your faith, never growing and maturing, Right? Every believer has a call to mature in your faith. So, so I, I guess uh, the best way to think about it, for however long it is that you've known Jesus and, and have been a committed follower of Jesus, hopefully there's been some measure of growing and maturity happening in your life. I hope so. It doesn't mean it's, it's all full steam ahead all the time, but, but fits and starts, ups and downs, but, but we're growing into a place of maturity in our faith in Jesus. And one of the ways that that happens is in an avenue in a way that God speaks to us is through what we call the five-fold ministry gifts. That there are those that have been called, gifted, imparted to, that fulfill the functions of those five things. It's an evangelist, it's an apostle, a teacher, a pastor, and a prophet, okay? These are distinct callings, 
that, that are used to establish, to equip, to grow, supply, whatever you want to put there, those within the kingdom of God. So there is a, a, a structure that God gives through people that helps grow you and mature you in your faith. And God speaks in ways through that equipping. Okay, so, so in other words, if you are a member of this church, then I am the pastor of this church. And as the direct of shepherd pastor of Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 11. And I have been charged to equip, to grow, to help you mature so you're not being pulled away by, by false doctrine, by the cunning of man. So there is actually a track of maturity happening in your life. That's my charge. But I hope on your end that you hope in certain ways that hearing God can come through this. Does that make sense? So there are these things that God sets up. Now, that does not mean, and by the way, just as anything, this can go out of a function that it should not be in. So, for instance, that there is never a questioning of somebody who calls himself a pastor. That's not true. That every time somebody considers himself in the office of the prophet, everything that they say is exactly directly from God. That's not always true. As a matter of fact, there are those out there that claim, I am in the fivefold ministry because I'm a teacher, and they are not. You see what I'm saying? So just because somebody claims something doesn't necessarily mean that is it, nor does it mean that everything that comes from them is directly from God. In other words, if, if you uh, ever, if, if I teach something here and you go, I'm not sure about that, as if I would say, well, now are you disrespecting me, but you're disrespecting God. Well, that, that's just a bunch of control mess. So what comes with this on your end is discernment and testing. And you're allowed to do that. You're supposed to do that. So if a so-called prophet, so, so in, in the, there, there are always, all you got to do is jump on the Internet and jump on YouTube, and there's hundreds of hours of videos of so-called prophets out there prophesying all sorts of prophecies. Right? You, you could drown yourself in hours of videos. Do I think that all that is actually prophetic words from God through the office of the prophet? I would say most of it probably not. You must learn to discern. The first thing you probably ought to do is just quit watching it, but that's a whole other story. I won't even, I won't even go down that road. But, um, so, for instance, if a so-called prophet prophesies something and it does not come to pass, guess what? They either did not hear from God or they are literally a false prophet. That's what the, the Old Testament would call them. They say, that's a false prophet. Don't listen to them anymore. As a matter of fact, let's drag them out of the city. Let's stone them to death. And that, that's, that's old judgment. But um, so in other words, these are in place. They're active. They're true. They're from God. But discern and test. Okay, so I'm assuming, I'm assuming that the reason you guys keep coming back here is that you've discerned and test that at least for the most part I'm trustable. You can trust me. Okay? If you can't trust me, go find a church that you can trust the pastor. There's a lot of good churches out there. This isn't the only one. 
right? You see what I'm getting at? So God speaks through the five-fold ministry gifts. Now, I will say this, by the way. There is a distinct responsibility for those that do this stuff. Because I will be judged for what I have done and what I have said. That's what scares me about all those prophets out there saying all this stuff that's not coming true, and they keep saying stuff, and keep, people keep following them, and they keep saying stuff, and people keep following them, and they're going to be judged for all that stuff. Because ultimately, when you say the Lord said and the Lord didn't say, you're taking the Lord's name in vain. You think the Lord's name in vain is using his name in a curse word. It's more that God said and he did not say. That's a dangerous place to be. Okay? So we, we, must, we must judge, in other words, test, and discern what we hear comes forth from fivefold ministry gifts. But when God is actually speaking through it and it's being used properly, the great things happen. The church is being raised up. The church is being equipped. The kingdom of God is being established through the apostles and the evangelists and the work of the pastor and the teacher and the prophet. It's, it's an incredible thing, but as in all things we find a church that can be abused in certain ways. And we don't want to do that. Amen? So, again, this, this is broccoli kind of stuff. I get it. But we have to understand that there is an authority that comes with this stuff. But, but that's why, again, those that do these things, we understand that authority, but we also understand the way we go about this is the servant nature of Jesus. Because if it flips the other way, then it gets wrong. So, in other words, pastoring this church, I'm leading, I'm guiding, but I, I need to be doing it in a very servant nature or it turns into something it's not supposed to be. Amen? Okay, so that's, that's one way. So I just wanted to spend a couple minutes on that. So God does speak through that stuff, but again, be careful because it's kind of like what Paul wrote there. Go back to um, oh, let's see. Verse 14. So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, human cunning. That has a lot to do with people saying God is saying this when God is not saying it. Okay? So just because it's out there, don't buy into it. Test it. How do you, how do you test if a prophecy is really of a prophet? If it comes true. It's pretty easy. And if it didn't, didn't pass test. That's why every time I hear a prophecy, and it's a prophecy that somebody's saying something that they're trying to get a reaction from people, I generally do not ever react. Because then I'll find myself trucking halfway down the road and find out, oh, it wasn't true. Well, I'll just chuck halfway down the road for nothing. So I heard of this guy. I'll just give you one example. I heard, and I guarantee if I said the name, a lot of you know who this person is. They, and I heard this in a, in, a, in a service. I was there. They said within six months, something's going to happen to the banking system, uh, and, they, and however it was going to happen, and people were going to lose all their money in the banking, and there were people literally coming in and asking, should I take my money out of the bank? That, that is something that said that caused a fear reaction that people are now worried if they need to change a giant part of their life because something, something you know what, after it didn't happen. And you imagine if all the people would have listened to him and all the stuff that could have happened because they listen, listen, judge and test. And, and don't be reactionary. 
patient when you hear things. And it, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I know this tugs on some people's legs, but from the time I remember being old enough to remember, I've heard a bazillion prophecies about Jesus coming back by this time and a certain date. All the time. And I'm still here. And every single one of them were wrong. Don't, don't get yourself all knotted up in knots because, oh my gosh, this person said, by this time and by this, this season of the year, this is going to happen. Okay. What I would do A is mark it, just be ready. I'm ready anyhow. And when it don't come to pass, and I go, never listen to you again. <laughs> right? You don't have to buy all that stuff. Okay? All right. So, I want to get too harsh about it, but just, just, just test things. All right, here, here's, here's another way. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 1. The second way I want to deal with tonight. We've we got a couple more weeks on this, but. 1 Corinthians 12, verse number 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I don't want you to be uninformed or ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now, there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. Varieties of service, but the same Lord. Varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. So this happens by the activity and the work of the Holy Spirit. In other words, man can't conjure this up. To each is given a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So the, the gifts of the Spirit are for the good of everyone. Now there's nine gifts to the Spirit, but some of them are verbal gifts or ways that God speaks. So for one is given the utterance of wisdom, that's one. And to another, the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit, that's another. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by one spirit. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy, that's another one. To another, distinguishing between spirits, that in a certain way, that's another one. Various kinds of tongues and the interpretation of tongues, that's another one. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. So another way that God speaks to us is through the activity of the gifts of the Spirit through people. And just like the imparting of five-fold ministry gifts that the Lord will speak through those things if they're hearing properly, in the same way the gifts of the Spirit work. So those who are infilled with the Spirit then the activity of the Holy Spirit, of gifts of Spirit, are enabled. So, there may be a message of wisdom, that is God speaking, right? Message of knowledge, that is God speaking. Uh, tongues and interpretation, last one, that's the one that's sort of like, what in the world? That's God speaking. Even discerning of spirits, because it's a way of, of discerning and being led, that is a certain way God speaking, yes or no, of God, not of God. Okay, uh, and whatever the other one was, that these are ways that God communicates to his people. But also, by the way, the gifts are not to be centered just in the church, but they're to be active outside the church, right? So, <clears throat> every once in a while on Sunday morning, somebody will come down here, and they'll say to me something, I feel I have a word. 
And what, what they're saying is, I have a prophecy, or as, as in the terms of gifts of the Spirit, as Paul defines it in 1 Corinthians, prophecy is for the encouragement of the church. So I'll, 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 in my heart, discern, okay, is this of God or not? More often than not, okay. And, and they give this word, right? They have a microphone, they give a word, right? What we are saying is the Lord is speaking something in that word. Whether directly word for word of what it's saying or something contained in the picture of what it's saying, God is saying something to us. It's one way that God speaks. And then what do we do when we're here? We discern and we test. Was that of God or was it not of God? If not, okay, they're going to grow and learn. If it was, we grab hold of it. Amen. So God speaks through these things. So we are open to the Lord using the gifts of the Spirit to encourage us, to uplift us, to bring wisdom, to bring knowledge, and, and the different kind of things that those gifts are for. So it could be very corporate and public, right? But it could be private, too, although I think in those settings sometimes it, it, it shoots off this side. It shouldn't go a lot. I'll give you an example of that. So... Um, we used to do these Friday night uh, services called God Moments. A lot of worship, some teaching. Uh, people would come in. It was very free in the spirit. It wasn't, you know, watching time or anything like that. But every Friday night for like two and a half years, we got together and, and did these services. So I'd teach about 10 minutes. It'd be a lot of worship. And there was, a, a, it was an older teenage girl there. She's probably 17, maybe 18. And after... People were filing out. She came over and said, you know, I had like seven people come give me a word tonight. I went, oh, boy. And they were all different. I'm very confused. I was like, oh, boy. There has to be an understanding of the weight of responsibility in these things. So when it's out there throwing out everything just because we want to throw everything out. Okay? So there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, I, I felt I had a dream or I saw something and sharing with somebody. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. But the responsibility to also hear, yeah, you missed it. Okay, thank, thanks for your concern. <laughs> you know, but yeah. We, we have to not only, again, discern and test if of God receive, if not, put it aside. Right? But also, learn the voice of the Holy Spirit enough that more often than not, you're being in the unction of the Spirit, not the unction of just wanting to do something. Because God will speak in these things as well, and very powerfully. I've seen in services somebody give a word, it changed the entire direction of our time together. I've seen it. Very powerful. Uh, but, but again, it always comes with discernment and testing. It's never just a free-for-all, okay? So this is where charismatics get in trouble because it turns into a free-for-all. It's never a free-for-all because God is not a God of chaos. And just, so, so that girl receiving that, that was chaos. So what I did is I said, okay, I need to talk to some people, and I'll tell you how that went. Didn't go well because they wanted to use a gift, but they weren't teachable. That's always trouble. Always trouble. Right? If, if you want to be used, you've got to learn to be teachable. 
you're not teachable, you're not going to be used. If you can't walk under your authority you see, you'll never walk under your authority you can't see. Right? So, again, all of these things flow because we grow together, we learn together, we mature together. So in these things, if we are walking in levels of responsibility, these things will work in their proper way and function how they're supposed to. And at times when we do test, and it, nah, yeah, but, but we grow and we learn anyways. If we're able to do that, these are wonderful ways that God speaks. And we're very much open to it as long as we're all teachable. Right? So, so I'll give you an example. So if, if I had uh, three or four people want to come give a word, I let them give a word, and, and, and it kind of goes off the rails a little bit, which I don't mind as long as I can talk afterwards and say, hey, but if I, if I do that and they're not receiving what I'm saying, I'll shut the whole thing down. I, listen, God's capable of speaking to me, so I'll just do it. You see what I'm saying? It's not worth the damage if we're not teachable. But if we're teachable all day long, God can use this stuff and use it to build and equip his church. So God speaks in, in ways of giftings and talents, callings. God also speaks in the unctions of the Holy Spirit through the gifts of the Spirit. And we're open to these things. So how do I know? Well, Again, that, that I, the best way I can tell you is, is an unction, a feeling. Now, if, if, if I'm here and I feel the Holy Spirit speaking to me something, the very first thing I do, Lord, is this for me or is this for everybody? I always ask that question. Is this, just, is this for me or is this for the congregation? More often than not, it's just for me. Right? But there are times, yeah, go, go up and interrupt Samara or whoever and share this, or, or I'll wait till I, and I'll share something. So if you feel the unction, you may not even have the end of it, but you feel, I, I have something to share. Ask, ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, is this me, for me, or is this for the congregation? If it's for, then you come down and you stay. The structure of how we do it, which may be different, <laughs> ch different churches, you ask me. Okay, hey, I feel I have something to share. I say, okay, give me a second. And I'll, and I'll go, Lord, is this of you? I'll ask. And if I get the green light, I'll say, okay, here, come here, and we'll, and we'll let it go. And, and, we'll, and we'll see what the Lord would say. Does that mean that every single word that comes out is directly from God? Probably not. And so is every single word coming out of my mouth directly from the throne of God right now? I don't, probably not. He probably didn't, he's not probably up there talking about broccoli in his example. Okay? That's me. You see what I'm saying? So it's not like every word is dictated necessarily. What we want to see is if you, if you make a rectangle here and you divide it down this way, if, if the bottom is you and up here is God, see how it slants? We want to move this way where it's less of you and more of God. So, so an example of this, so that is, that's not time for you to come and share your latest devotion. Right? You know, I was reading the Bible the other day, and, and here's a point I got from it. I'll say that's, that's not a prophecy. That's not a word for the church. What is the Lord saying right here, right now to you? Right? So, so we're listening for what is the Lord saying? What's he speaking in this moment? And discern it and grab hold of it. What, 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 if, what if something's said and it doesn't grab you? Great, it may have been for the person next to you. 
not always about you, right? So you go, okay, you keep worshiping, right? But God speaks in these different ways for our edification and our upbuilding. What's so cool about it is he uses us to do it. Now, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I would rather, maybe you'd be different. I would rather God just, just speak right directly to us. Skip me, skip all y'all. We just sit here and listen. I think it'd be great. But he chose to do it this way. So in this way, we learn and grow together to be edified as a church together. Amen? So here's what needs to happen, I guess. And by, by the way, before I say that, it's not just for here. Do you realize that the word of knowledge and the message of wisdom, those things work in Walmart as much as they work in a church? What doesn't happen is, what often doesn't happen is, is all of a sudden you go, man, I just got a word of, of, of knowledge. Who am I supposed to give it to? Often it is you go in obedience that, hey, I'm supposed to talk to this person. Sometimes that word of knowledge comes. You didn't even know what it was, but all of a sudden on their face you go, they go, how'd you know that? That was word of knowledge. You didn't get all tingly haired on the back of your neck, go, ooh, I'm floating in the spirit, you know, and here comes the word of knowledge. You're just obedient and sharing with somebody, and all of a sudden what you say, there's a word of knowledge with it, and that connects with that person. You see what I'm saying? In other words, I think sometimes we make this stuff too hard. It's just in the unction of obeying the Holy Spirit that we open up uh, that we see these things happen. So, so praying for people, like one of the gifts of spirits, not one of the revelatory gifts, but just praying for people. You don't have to feel anything great and special to pray for somebody to, when, when they're sick. or, or something. You don't have to feel anything special. Just pray for them. Because who is it? It's not you anyhow. It's the Holy Spirit. Right? So live in the obedience of doing what the Lord asks you to do, both here and out there, and you open yourself up for the gifts of the Spirit to move in your life. You decomplicate the entire thing. So I would much rather, in the church, more people come and say, I feel I have a word, and, and let's have a learning moment together. If it's not, then nobody say nothing at all. Right? Because I often think, and especially, the, it happened a lot when I was a youth pastor. I don't do it so much more because I've been pastoring adults. When I was a youth pastor, often what would happen is, literally, because the train to teach the kids, the Holy Spirit would say, there is a kid here that has a word. He wouldn't tell me what it is because they need to grow and, and do so. And I literally would come up and I'd say, okay, somebody here, somebody here has a word. So I need somebody to be bold. You feel, and always, like, four kids would go, that's me. I bring them all down, and I'd let, and then finally I'd go, thank you, thank you, but this is what the Lord was saying, this one right here. Let's talk, let's pray about this. And it was just a teaching moment, it was a learning moment for them, learning how to step out and be in faith to what they were feeling. So you have unction, let's step out. But again, I know it's sort of a safety net here, but, but it's for out here too. The Holy Spirit's not just trapped in, in, in our church. As a matter of fact, the initial working of the power of the Spirit is for the witness into Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Isn't that right? Amen. All right, so God speaks. Five-fold ministry gifts. He speaks through the gifts of the Spirit. And one of the reasons we believe that these are active today 
is because we want to hear the full counsel and leading of God. That's one of the reasons we believe that. That God can speak to us today just like he did back in the times that this stuff was recorded. Amen? Let, let's be a people in step with the Spirit. Equipped together, growing together. Amen? All right. Let's pray. Now, I want you to think about something. How, how many of you, somebody ever spoke something to you that just grabbed your heart and just like, wow, and just penetrated you? How many of you have ever had that? You know what? That was somebody being used by God to speak to you. There's some of you that you're saved because of stuff like that. There's some of you that the course of your life has been changed because of, of, of things like that. that. That is a simple outworking of the, of, of the move of the Spirit, that he uses people to do things beyond our comprehension. I, I think, I remember we were talking Sunday. I said, I know we were going to pray, but hold on, we'll get there. Um, Sunday we were talking about learning how to be people that struggle for one another and encouragement and building up, right? We learn how to struggle. I, I would imagine, I would imagine more than we could ever comprehend that when you're a person that's struggling encouraging somebody consistently, that you're speaking the words of God to them more than you realize. And I often think that often the gifts of the Spirit are moving us much more than we ever realize when we do stuff like that. I, I, th I think it happens a lot. Because then I think we make this all too hard and too, too big picture. It's a simple thing that God uses things like that to speak to people through your act of obedience of just simply encouraging somebody and reaching out to somebody. How many times have you ever sent a verse to somebody and go, oh my gosh, I needed that? You ever do that? Don't you think that maybe, just maybe, that was a word from the Lord for that person that you obeyed? Just maybe? Give, give yourself a little credit that you're hearing it's not you, but you're hearing and being obedient, right? You ever reach out to somebody just by phone call and they're just like, wow, I need to hear that today? That, that is God using you, speaking in a certain way through you to help somebody. That's, that's on the same level of all this stuff, if not of that stuff, okay? So let's be people like that. And when we're like that, when we're struggling for other people and encouraging that way, you are absolutely just throwing the barn doors open of your heart to be used by God to touch other people. You know, at, at times we would, um, it's something I'd love to do in town here, we would, we would uh, get a bunch of change together, we'd go to a laundromat and just start paying for people's laundry. And we always ask, hey, can we pray for you? You know how many times, you know how many times we were turned away by people when we asked to pray for them? Never. Never were you ever turned away. Yeah, you can pray for me. Those moments right there, man, barn doors, woo, you just don't know what God's going to do. Right in those moments and those simple things, right? So, so be people of that nature, okay? All right, we'll pray, I promise, right now. Lord, we thank you. Lord, that you use us, that you, you, you we are a part of building your kingdom. We're, we're being used by you. Not that we are you at all in any way, but we're thankful that we're part of what you're up to. 
I pray in that, Lord, that, that we're, we're being used of you, that we're teachable in the moments that we're, maybe we miss the mark, we get off track a little bit, we're teachable by the Spirit, by those around us. Well, I pray we are a body, we are a church that are being open to the leading of the Holy Spirit to touch other people with what you are saying. Give us eyes to see clearly, ears to hear clearly, discernment that is strong within us. Well, I thank you to be a part of the building of the kingdom. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. All righty. Well, it's great to see you tonight, Sunday morning, Encounters with Jesus. Bring, bring a friend. We'll see you then.